Hello, I'm Howard. Welcome to tonight's 320 podcast and a special bonus podcast after some transfer news came out yesterday afternoon. I'm joined by Asan to discuss this uh, transfer news, Asan, that came out very inconveniently two hours after you'd done a markets <laughs> podcast. <laughs> very nice of uh, very nice of City to wait until we dropped yesterday's episode of the market to, <laughs> to decide to drop some news. I know. Uh, good morning, um, anyway. Good morning. How are you? Uh, not bad. Yes, and I sent uh, some notes out with the document title of Mitrovic. So <laughs> that's what happens when I... Uh, let's hope we're not signing him. No offence. That's what happens when I don't have a coffee before I start working. So, uh, yeah. So how are you? You okay? I'm really good. I'm really good. Can I say that this is... We're going to have this as an episode of The Market. This will be a bonus episode of The Market this Epis- week. Episode 11. Right. Have you yeah, been numbering so, them? I like yeah. it. With the news coming out yesterday, I thought absolutely something to discuss. Uh, dare I say? I want. Well, yes, I will say it because I read. You know, reading what people thought, Blues thought, could be what's considered divisive signing. Though I would say more in favour than against it, definitely. But that's all to come. We're going to discuss that. But first, uh, something else came out yesterday. Based on, I think. I think a lot of people will have seen this as well. Uh, Martin Ziegler, I've got that right, uh, brought out an article in the Times about UEFA plans that has come from other European leagues, not England, uh, for a change on, well, sustainability rules in a way, with caps on wages in the future. I think will go down to 70% of income or something like that. Do you want to explain explain exactly what already exists, the sustainability rules, and what is being proposed by, basically, European clubs that are getting... Well, they are concerned and want to rein in the Premier League's domination, basically, on the footballing world. Mm. So, to start with, FFP was replaced by new financial sustainability regulations. And financial sustainability regulations, in their simplest form, currently say that you're only allowed to spend 90% of your total revenue for 12 months on wages and transfers. That's in 2023. That'll drop to 80% next year, and it'll be 70% in 2025. So the idea is, in layman's terms, that if you bring in, I don't know, a billion pounds a year in revenue, you can only spend, by 2025, 700 million of that on wages and on transfers. I mean, look, wage bills are the um, primary money eater at any Premier League club. That's mm. where most of the money money goes. That's kind of how you judge where clubs end up. So I, I, I've always... Look, we, we've done FFP to death in a way, but even when FFP came in, it, I was the fella that was going, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like what you're saying doesn't make any sense. This this idea of wages and transfers being capped at a percentage of your turnover does make sense because you it's like a virtuous circle for me, basically, that you can't you can't necessarily come in and spend a billion in a window, but you can over a period of two or three years grow your revenue and increase the amount that you spend on transfers and and wages all of these things will all on some level um 
kind of create a, a a golden cage around the clubs that are already Champions League clubs. That's just the reality of football. I don't think you can really get away from that. But those in general are the the, the new financial sustainability regulations. And what Martin Siegler is saying is that on top of that, UEFA wants to cap the total amount that a club can spend on players and wages in a single season. Um, now, that to me feels like fantasy pie in the sky because in a way you've already created that cap by saying you can only spend mm. x percentage of your turnover on um transfers and wages if you want to remove that or put something alongside it that goes yeah, but also you can't spend over X. It doesn't matter what your revenues are so that clubs on the continent can co can catch up. To me, that just seems a bit like turkeys voting for Christmas. Like, I, I don't really... I think we, we well, who, are... Who on. are the turkeys? Because, I mean, it's very transparent what the aim is here. It's to... Well, the it's, English it's, clubs it's, have the highest revenue, therefore... Yes. Exactly. Rain them in, don't let them spend. So the English clubs money. are the turkeys, aren't they? Obviously, they. Well, uh, the, we're not saying would they vote for it. <laughs> I, th I think I think this is one of the the. I don't want to go down uh, too much of a political rabbit hole, but mm. I think that in general, this is one of the problems in England right now. It, the Premier League clubs are so self-interested and so craven in their self-interest, and in particular. Um, and I'm just going to say it, in particular, United, Arsenal, Liverpool are so sort of, um, they're so obsessed with new money that they're kind of desperate to do anything that stops a Man City or a Newcastle as they see it. But what they don't, what I don't understand, forget about them in general, what I don't understand is why you think things that add value to your league should be stopped. That's the, At the root of it, that's what I think. Newcastle getting better will add value to the Premier League. The Italian League and the Spanish League have made their bed. They have to lie in it. Their own financial mismanagement, the, their big clubs basically going, we're not going to share TV money. Yeah, We're just going to take all the money and we'll create our own... Um, stratified league they they they've done that for years right so mm. the idea that because they financially mismanaged themselves and they have not created a product as popular as the premier league should mean now the premier league begins to compromise its own quality and its own spending ability to try and satisfy european clubs makes no sense to me i keep hearing conversations around the idea of the good of the game football's not going anywhere football is not going to die from a, a a virus or a bacteria it's just not happening on good, the contrary go on. good to the game i mean it's just so vague it's whatever you want exactly it to be. it's it's exactly what you want it to be i i i feel that city have become a little bit of a lightning rod for all of the ills in and around football, which is why I take more of an interest in the kind of governance of the game and what they're trying to achieve. And what I, what I see happening or what I've watched happen over the last four or five years is whether you look at the self-interested Craven chairman of the Premier League or you look at 
the media and their representation of the Premier League. What you begin to find is that we're undermining ourselves. We're, we're all sort of sat around, and I actually, I'm going to throw the Premier League in that with their sort of, you know, trumped up 115 charges against City. I think we find ourselves in this weird, really weird position where we're embarrassed for our own success. We don't like it. We we want to tear it apart. We want to, you know... Yeah, but to you reiterate, know. this hasn't come from England, has it? So No. No, but the point... It, this is not an anti-City thing. It's an anti-Premier League thing that all the European clubs group 100%. together to say... 100%. We, yeah, we need to... We need the Premier League to be less of a cash cow. Or if it's yeah. a cash cow, don't let the clubs have, you know, open spending, lim- you know, unlimited but let uh, me ask access you a to that money, basically. Yeah. Would, do you think the clubs will go along with it? Because I think a lot of them will. I mean, I, you know, this story just broke. I don't know how the voting works. I don't know who gets to vote, who gets the influence on this. Is it everyone or is it the... The cartel that used to be the G, whatever, 40, you know, it all changes, doesn't it? The club associations and all that. I want, When you mentioned those three teams, I could absolutely see Liverpool and Arsenal wanted to rein it in because, well, we know their history of, you know, Liverpool, obviously, the history, we don't know if they've been sold for starters, uh, but FSG stay, then they'll be perfectly happy to, to have other clubs spending reined in because that's what they want, it makes absolute sense there. Uh, they're not going to uh, give Klopp £400 million this summer or whatever, though of course they have spent loads, so it's a bit of a myth that. And Arsenal as well, it's in their interest to rein back Newcastle City and United. I'm not sure why United, again, ownership issues there, who knows who will be in charge in a year's time. Even under the Glazers, they can outspend everyone. So I don't understand why they would vote for it, to be honest. Because you could say, well, their revenue size, so they'll have an advantage still if you do it on percentages. But look at what City are going to earn. You know, <laughs> this this season, whatever happens in the two cup finals, look what they'll earn. And they can't stop City, though. This they is not can't about stop City, City now. Exactly. We'll probably... This is about the next one. Yeah. So it's it, about the it's, next one. It's about Newcastle in a way, perhaps. As they build up, but I, I don't think it's really in United's interest. But other clubs, yes, Spurs, Chelsea, would they would they vote for this? I don't know to be honest. And as I say, it's not come from England, so it will be very interesting to see the reaction of the big clubs in England to this. Should it? And we're at an early stage here, of course. Yeah, it would be some way off happening, I think, because you have got the. EU aspect of it and having it put through and mm. how it works in law and all that stuff. Obviously, people like Stefan have got a much better <laughs> grip on it and no doubt will last them in the future. But uh, I don't think it hinders City whether it happens or not, to be honest. No. I think we're, I just... so, we're, so, we're in such a good base now, revenue success and everything structure, that to be honest, I'm not going to lose much sleep whether it goes through or not. Yep. Absolutely. And I, I I just feel that you can't put a you can't put a number on it. The 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 sort of the restric- restricting spending to a percentage of, of revenue makes sense. It's completely understandable and it rewards you for success. Um what doesn't make sense is plucking a figure out of the sky and saying this is the most amount that you can spend each year 
on new footballers and that includes their wages. That mm. just doesn't make any sense to me because what? how do you come up with that figure? Let's say that, you know, if you make it 300 million, everybody's going to go, well, what's the point in that? Nobody can spend 300 million. And if you make it 100 million, then everybody rightfully will go, what happens when we need to spend more than that? Like, yeah. how, how, how does that work for the clubs that have spent loads to build the squads that they've got? Do we now have to have, you know, because it'll be, you look at it realistically, if you suddenly bring in, in X and say you can't spend more than X, all the clubs that have been spending more than X in the previous five years are, have a massive advantage because they've been able to build those squads and suddenly nobody can come in and, and challenge yeah. or compete with that. So no, Another drawbridge comes down, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And look, I, I'm, I'm in a funny mood this week when it comes to um, money in football because... You know, I, I've found with every title win, there's been a new, um, there's been a new, a, a kind of a novel way to beat City, right? So it, it, we've had human rights, we've had state run, and we, there's a really, there's lots of little offshoots of that. And this summer, this season, the end of this season, has brought about this idea of, no jeopardy. So you, you'll, you, I've read this a lot in the last two weeks, and that's the idea that City aren't answerable to uh, the, the club itself and Guardiola. They're not answerable to anybody financially. That they can make financial mistakes because it doesn't matter. You could, I, somebody said, Jonathan Liu said on a podcast yesterday. Um, City can do things that nobody in football can do. They don't like Jao Cancelo. Send him to send him to, to Bayern Munich. You know that that's and he, he, the implication he was making was that that was a sign of largesse, right? Um, and it's it's kind of it, it, I find it, I just find the whole thing so disingenuous <laughs> because ultimately it's like if you were to line up the spending of City, of, of all of the kind of top six in the Guardiola era. The truth is just that City have spent their money better. It's not that they've got bottomless pits of money. When people talk about City as a machine and efficient and, you know, nobody can compete with that, it's actually not about money. It's about the... I've always come back to Arsene Wenger's quote when Abu Dhabi first came in, and he said, the problem is not money. The problem is money and ideas, Yeah. Mm. And that's where we've that's where we land yet again this summer, where there's this idea that City are it's unfair because City are too well run. And they're too well run because there's no financial jeopardy. And there's no financial jeopardy because they're not answerable to anybody. All of those things are just not true. But the more they get repeated, the more they end up in the psyche of what we would consider to be neutrals, people who don't support City, it, it, it kind of plants a seed in their heads where by, you know, by August, you it gets added to the City bingo. Do you know what I mean? It's like state-run oil money, no jeopardy. Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes, and much more, Go to 9320.com to sign up now, or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.